Hello, my name's Sam Taylor. I'm Tim McCourt. Uh, and you're listening to Season 2, Episode 2 of The Peg Bar and Grill. This episode, we got to talk to Peter Millard. Yeah, Peter Millard is an uh, independent filmmaker and animator who works primarily with uh, natural media. His films are just so unique and so funny, and it was a real pleasure to talk to him. It was genuinely like one of the funniest couple of hours of, of my life. We talked about loads of different things, and you can find anything we talk about via our show notes, which we do for each episode. Yeah, check it out. Uh, and if you want to get in touch with us, if you've got any thoughts on the podcast or anything at all, we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're on Vimeo, we're on SoundCloud. We've got a sponsor this season. It's ReadyMag. ReadyMag is a web service that allows you to create uh, online publications. So you can do like small websites for an event. That's something that we've used it for before. You can also do pitches. We use it for all our pitches these days. It's interactive and it's real time. So if you send out a pitch and then suddenly decide that you want to change something in it, you can quickly make that change and it updates live. You can export PDFs. You can include animations, you can include images, videos, whatever you want. It's a really good service. And the link that they've given us is readym.ag slash the line. So that's readymag slash the line with a dot between the M and the A. And if you sign up to ReadyMag off the back of that link, it'll give us a bit of cash and allow us to carry on funding the podcast. Yeah. Here's the episode. Thanks very much. Thank you. Enjoy. So, uh, how was work? Yeah, it's great. It's actually really busy today, though. Yeah. What yeah. Is a di- what was you the? What was I was a, uh, uh, I was a dino chief. Is that yeah. what it is? Dino chief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that your official title? Yeah, today it was. What <laughs> is it that you? What, what is it? Um, do you like do tours? No, yeah, I'd be a rubbish tour person. Um, no, I do. Uh, I just kind of walk around the museum. It's the Natural um, History Museum. Yeah, with the dinosaurs, and yeah. They, it's a visitor assistant job, so you just point people to toilets and dinosaurs, pretty much. Right, right. So people are like, oh, where are the toilets? And like, oh, they're over there. Right. <laughs> Do you have to wear a uniform? Yeah, yeah. Got, the, got the whole shebang. Is it like a traditional uniform, or is it like no, one of those kind of you, gilets? No, it looks like it's a really bright purple shirt with a big like name badge that says visitor C- assistant Peter. Dinosaur chief. No, no, no. <laughs> Dinosaur in chief. Man, I always love the Natural History Museum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like one of the coolest places. Like, every time I go there as well, I see like a new amazing thing, like that giant yeah. sloth thing. Yeah, he's it's, pretty like, cool. Yeah. So good. Are yeah. you like, do you know, are you like well versed in your dinosaurs? You know, uh, I should be. You know all your uh, periods. And I stuff. feel like I'm quite bad at the job though. I've been there for like, what? Since I pretty much graduated from RCA, so it's like three and a half years. Isn't that just the next door down from the RCA? Yeah, yeah. So sometimes you see... Just graduated and yeah, walked you out. Yeah, sometimes you see the, the old front. teachers. You're like, oh, hello. This is, this is what came of me. 
and then yeah, you see some of the the students as well, and like, yeah, it's a bit funny. So, how many days a week are you at the Natural History Museum? Uh, like three or four days. It's like a zero-hour contract, so I can easily go to festivals and do all that stuff. And what's a zero-hour contract? Like, I can just. I'm, I'm technically signed to an agency called Spring Personnel. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, do they do animation as well, or is it just... No, no, just, like, museum stuff, I think. I, I worked in Twining's Tea Shop for is it? A, a little bit as well. Oh, the one on uh, Chancery Lane? Yeah, no, it's on Sloan, Sloan, uh, not Sloan. What's it? The, the Strand, it's on the Strand. Near, it's, like, up, like, near Farringdon. Yeah, yeah, that's a wicked. I know. Hold on, where's the strand? I don't even know. What are you about to say? It's a wicked twining shop. <laughs> no, because it's like I think it's like the OG twining shop, oh, and really? it's like a really old, cool. Yeah, it's like it's uh, you can have free tea at the back. Really? Yeah. What, you just go in there. Yeah, yeah. Sick. Because I remember the people that I worked with; they're really annoyed by. Like the freeloaders, oh, really? but I was just like this guy that just turned up via spring personnel, and the person asked me like, "Do you have any experience?" Like, oh no, they actually tea. they yeah, yeah they yeah. actually said, "Do you, spring personnel told us you have loads of experience working with tea?" <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "What? No, I don't. I got no experience." I was like, "We're going to send I'm, you I'm, our best tea guy." Yeah, I was like, I, "I've all the yeah, only experience I got is like working at Argos for five years." <laughs> Uh, in the stock room. <laughs> Maybe they just said like, oh, do you like, do you like tea? Yeah. Well, people kept coming, throughout the day, people kept asking me like, what's your favourite tea? And I'd know nothing about tea. I was just like, you know, like English breakfast. All <laughs> 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 grey. Yeah. Full sugars. Yeah, exactly. And there was like the whole, there's like a whole coffee section there as well. And what, like, in the twining shop? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. loads of coffee. Right. But, I I had no idea about any of it, right, and right. it was really embarrassing because like loads of people ask about it. Like, oh, can I have a cup of that? I'm like, well, no, I can't do it. <laughs> I have to get so so. I was pretty. I was just there for like three or four days. That's completely useless. <laughs> and then the Natural History Museum called me up saying, oh, they got jobs there. So we heard I've ended up there for like dinosaurs. years, <laughs> just on weekends mostly, but. So the rest of the time you're doing your animated films? Yeah, 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 just like doing my short films. So I was just going through your Vimeo before you came and you got like over 30 on there, right? Whoa, I haven't even, someone asked me that recently, I don't even know how many I've made now. It's been, it's been a few few years, I guess. The first film I made was like, what, 2007 or eight, so... I guess it's like nine years of stuff. Was that at university? Yeah, yeah, Newport. Uh, but yeah, I guess it's quite a lot. Is that the one which is? Wait, there's one you did which is called, which is called Blur, right? Yeah, yeah, that was so kind the MTV of... Ident. All oh, right, yeah. That's not the first one you did. Uh, well, the MTV Ident was like it, it wasn't actually an Ident for MTV. It was an exercise. Yeah. 
for an ident. It's such a fucking good ident. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I wish it. Really. I wish MTV would in, like let me do something. But, uh, have you? Have, why don't you send it to them? Uh, I don't know. I sent. Uh, it's weird. I sent that to uh, what's his name? Do you know the singer Jeffrey Lewis? Singer. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I sent it to him and Blurg at the same time, and he, he actually emailed back. I'm really? not surprised. Yeah, and then I saw him at a gig in Cardiff, and I was like, "Hey, I did that animation," and he was like, oh. <laughs> I, "I'm not sure if he remembered it at all." Uh. Oh, but um, no, I should send to more people, maybe. But. Do you want to do music video stuff? Uh, I don't really. Know. It depends who it is, really. I've had a few people offer me to do music videos, but. For like hardly any money, yeah, you mm-hmm. know, I can't. I need to survive, mm. and I had I, I had somebody ask me if I wanted to do three music videos for them. It's going to be like this whole thing. I do these three videos and album artwork for them. Mm. Um, but it was like I all I offered. I, I said to him, I, I need to live and things. Um, but he still just offered me seven hundred and fifty pounds. That doesn't sound like that much. <laughs> a whole lot. So what's that's like? Did yeah. you quote uh, him? I won't say who it was, but like, is it a well-known artist? Uh, I wouldn't say well-known, but definitely like a cult following. Really? And yeah. Your 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 stuff does look a bit like. Um, I was thinking about um, like John Lennon's drawings and like I also Daniel Johnson. Love John Lennon's drawings and his poetry well. is really nice. Yeah. Yeah, love John Lennon. Those are the two like closest parallels that I draw between like your work and other stuff I've seen before. It's pretty different than anything else out there. Like not only in terms of content, but also just in terms of like the amount of it there is, and like how it's all really different as well. It doesn't seem like there's that many people who are just doing that much animation consistently, like experimental Mm. animation. Yeah. Uh, it must be really difficult to sustain yourself. Uh, it, it, it is like quite difficult. There's been, there was a time just, it was around the Twinings days, really. Uh, and I didn't really have much money. I had to, had to ring my parents and stuff. And you know, I, I've, I, guess I was on the dole as well at Peckham, mm. which isn't a, to. I'm yeah. not sure if you guys have been on the door. Yeah, I've been, been to the one. Yeah. Depth, that's yeah. pretty grim. As yeah, well. yeah, yeah. it wasn't a nice experience. And no. I had to like ring my mum and I said, basically say, I've, I've got no money. Mm. Um, but yeah, the, luckily the museum came along. <laughs> and uh, because they're so flexible and they're so nice. Mm. Like, they really helped me out uh, just to pay the rent. And then I managed to find a really cheap studio in the Bussy building for a few years with some like people I didn't really know. Uh, yeah, um, I I knew them from the RCA, and they had a desk game for eighty pounds a month. I think Max, my brother who works with us, um, I think he installed the electrics or, or did, oh really? Like, like, yeah, did it's the a, carpentry and it's really like strange now because like. When I first went there, it was a massive bodge job, the whole place. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it was like, yeah, it was crazy like, how much it's changed in just like a few years. Now it's 
loads of cafes and so getting quite cool. Are you I, still there? No, I, I moved literally like three weeks ago oh, right. to studio. I, I, stu- I, I still live in Brixton. Well, not Brixton, like near Loughborough Junction now. But um, the studio's in Highbury and Islington oh, okay. at the Centre for Recent Drawing. Um, I share it with a painter called Josh Armitage who was at the RCA with me doing animation. Um, Is it expensive? No, it's a hundred, a hundred pounds, hundred and ten a month. That's yeah. really good. It's tiny. It's like it's like a cupboard basically. Right. But we've managed to like build a shelf so it covers like all the top, and we managed to just shove everything up there. And I've just got like a my desk in the corner. Um, I bought it from Argos. It's like really cheap desk. It's like fifteen pounds or so. It's it's like super wobbly and not very good, and the only paint I've got is bright blue, so I thought I'll just paint it bright blue. <laughs> and it's such a mistake because I got a bright red chair as well. Just it's like a children's like corner, <laughs> like with my light box as well. It's just like covered in paint. It's just like yeah. Uh, I was gonna ask, what's your setup? Because from looking at your work, it looks really labour-intensive and you need, like, lots of materials and paint. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. It's quite, quite a lot of stuff. Um, it, but I still just draw on paper uh, with oil pastels mostly. Right. I really like oil pastels because, like, you can make a really big mess whilst you're drawing and I quite like the mistakes yeah. that come from that. With pencil, I find... I, I try and be loose as possible, but it, it's still, I still feel quite restricted with it. Right. Uh, it, it always comes out a bit too neat and tidy. Mm. Um, whilst with all pastel, it's like nice and messy. Um, I'm drawing on A3 paper as well, so it's quite big. Wow. Wow. So it's like, so I quite like to stand up whilst drawing, and like, so I can like listen to music and like. Know, have a little boogie whilst <laughs> it's like duh, 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 whilst drawing. Are you listening to the song that's going to be in the thing? Mm? No, 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 like anything. I quite like this, like anything I like at the moment. At the moment, I've been listening to like loads of R. Kelly. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why. <laughs> um, have you got CDs or is it? Uh, yeah, I got CDs. <laughs> um, but uh, we've got internet in um, the studio now, so uh, my mum gave me an iPad like two years ago, um, if she ever listens to this, <laughs> sorry mum, but um, uh, she, yeah, she gave me that, and I don't really know why, it was like a bit out of the blue, because if you... Knew? Pardon? Is it new? Yeah, yeah, brand new iPad, like, and if you know me, like... <laughs> Like, anyone I tell that I've got an iPad is like, what? <laughs> like, they don't really, un- they can't really see it. Um, so you kind of associate with like kind of business people. Um, but yeah, and anyway, I got Spotify on that. Oh, uh, right. And it is the yeah. end of that story. <laughs> um, so I could like just take, whack it in my bag and listen to it at the studio. You, you got that um, video you did called Lay Long? Oh, Lay, right. Lay yeah. Lay yeah. Love On Me. 
Yeah. I was listening to that because we were going to do this a week ago or something, a week or two ago, and then it didn't happen. But yeah, yeah. I had that in my head for like the whole of the last <laughs> week. Yeah. Have you actually listened to the, the actual song? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. great. Abra, yeah. really good. Yeah, well, the, the thing, when I, I made it, because it was at, I was at Vienna Shorts, the festival last year, and... I'm not sure if you guys have ever been to Vienna Shorts. Never heard of it. Right. Okay. It, it's a really great festival. Really nice people organise it. Um, but basically, I went with an animator called Ross Hogg, who, and we shared a place there. And it was just like every night was party night, like crazy times. And then this one particular night was like really, really party night. It was like just party, party, party. And we're on the we're in this club called Club U. And it's like, like, I, just, I can't remember what other songs they're playing that night, and I was just like dancing after it. And then that like da, 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 I got like, it just blew my mind. I got so excited about it, and I was like, I could have like just ripped my shirt off or something. I was so like, yes. <laughs> Yeah, this is amazing. <laughs> I was just like, and then like everyone we were with were just like pumping away, just like yeah. <laughs> like, I could have, yeah. It's just like so much love going around. Like, like everyone was kissing everyone, and yeah, it was great. Good times. <laughs> like uh, so yeah, so when I got, I was actually that whole Sounds, film. What did you say? Like a rad festival. <laughs> yeah, it's that was a good. Yeah, it's great night. Uh, but yeah, that whole. F- uh, film originally because I was making it at, when I was there. Well, I, I was making, and then I went there, and then I continued when I got back. But the whole film was just going to be that guy carrying the boxes from one room to the other. And I thought, ah, oh, I could just animate this for like ages, like ten minutes, just like him doing that, like to just like some synth noises, just going, <laughs> and like just see what. See if it got into any festivals. <laughs> because it'd be really funny to see an audience just watch that. Uh, so you made it to the music? Yeah, to yeah. The music first. Yeah, so if Abba ever heard it, they'll probably try and sue me really big time. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've made so much money from it. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> nick your iPad off you. They know you yeah, yeah exactly. It's, that's kind of interesting what you said about like an audience kind of like be funny for an audience to sit through and watch it. Like, do you. Do you make the films for an audience in mind? Well, I never used to. Like, I never even thought about the audience until... It was like... It, I thought about it the most when I made my film Unhappy Happy. It's not online, that film, but... Um, uh, basically, Unhappy Happy was like loads of different things I'd made. And... I was like, right, I'm going to try and make like a film out of these like three different film ideas I had. And uh, I didn't really think about the audience whilst I was drawing it at all. Right. Like, I, I was like, I don't. It was kind of like that whole film was kind of a way of just escaping a lot of stuff that was going on uh, at, in, my, in my life. <laughs> getting away from life. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, and yeah, and I, I didn't. I start, and I kind of like start playing around with the editing. I was like, right, I can do, like just like leave that bit out for ages, and 
Because uh, have you seen the film? Unha- like, Unhappy Happy. Yeah. Uh, not unless no. I've okay. Right. Well, I'm gonna ruin it for you. Uh, there's like a, a bit. There's like a the bit the bit that a lot of people talk to me about at festivals is there's like a bit where it's completely black suddenly for like two minutes near the end, and then slowly comes in uh, Edward Algar's. Um, Gone the flipping songs like da 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 da. Um, yeah, and it's like things that I was I was just playing around with in the editing, and then I showed it to my friend Louis Stockler, who's an animator as well. Mm. He lived like just up the road from me, and he came round, and I was like, oh yeah, Louis, I've just been like making this film and like editing like it a bit strange. Uh, like what do you think and I think that was the first time I'd ever finished a film and then thought I'd show it to someone first see what they think because and then I screened the film in Pictoplasma like it was like the premiere of it and yeah (laughs) I was like I I, kind of just went there and then a few minutes before I was going to screen I was like oh no (laughs) <laughs> like what what have I made like I, don't, like I don't know what people are going to think of this um, how did it go down it went really well it seemed to like it's the same with all the screenings I ever have like some people absolutely hate my work and uh, but the, like lots of people seem to like it as well so it, you, you are like f- really successful on the kind of festival circuit aren't you like in terms of getting into things and yeah, yeah I, I, I wasn't so particularly thing. successful. Um, it, it, it does. It, it uh, some of the films have screened at quite a few places, um, but I wouldn't. I've never really won any awards right. or anything. Uh, but I'm, you not, sort of, I'm not sure if that means successful. But I mean, you sort of don't so. you go and do kind of like talks and workshops and yeah, yeah. You get to. I mean, and from what I understand, if you get invited in that way, do they sort of pay for your travel and all that? Kind yeah, of stuff? yeah. So the last, well, mostly this year, really, it's been really nice to not really, because I haven't had a, since Unhappy Happy, I haven't really, I've made like that ABBA thing and a few other little bits and bobs, but uh, I haven't had a proper short film to enter into festivals, but it seems like festivals... Uh, inviting me to the places and mm. like getting me to judge stuff and do workshops and it's just really nice that you know that that's happened I don't were you at yeah. that glass thing recently yeah yeah and that was, was great how was that it was, it was brilliant it was like, uh, the first year they had done it and I think America really needed a festival like that what? yeah was it I read the read the there was like an interview with the girl who set it up or the yeah, lady who set it up on, yeah. on, on Cartoon Brew and she mm. was saying that there's no independent animation festivals yeah yeah in America yeah because like, it's, it's called Glass it's in Berkeley right yeah yeah it's in is Berkeley. it a university or? no it's in um, some of the independent cinemas there's loads of cinemas there and um, like I did some stuff in the library there and like some workshops um yeah, I think because a lot of the American festivals, you have to pay quite a lot of money to submit. 
right. Which has always put me off. I've yeah. never submitted to many US festivals because well, I don't have any money. So, well, I, uh, it, it, felt, it feels like that. I mean, I don't know anything about that festival. It feels like it's kind of conceived in a really good way because they seem to have a really good selection and they also seem to like put it all up on their website with like you know good links and it's just nice to see like a new festival that's doing yeah yeah definitely well it's Aina and Aina is the other guy who's uh, helped out with that festival as well well the husband and wife Um, and yeah they've got really good taste in films and the I judged the US competition there and it was great. Like, amazing films in there. Did you have to go over there to judge it? Yeah, yeah. And then that, that's why they, and they got me to do the workshops. And, and they paid for you to go out there. Yeah. It was amazing. Yeah, it was super. I, I'd never really been to the West Coast America before. But uh, I wish I'd uh, had time to stay there longer because I kind of just felt like I was just there for the festival and then mm. I was gone. How long was you there for? Like less than a week, okay, right. <laughs> like six days or something, six right, or right. seven days. Um, and you've been at Picta Plasma a, a bunch of times. Right? I love, well, I love Peter. Peter, I always can't say his second name. Faller, Tala, he's the guy who runs it. Uh, yeah, they're, no, they're so. I got so much. Uh, I owe so much to them because they, they screened. Um, it was a year before they screened Fruit Fruit. They screened my film Bugo, Double Godongo. And I, and I still have never had such a reaction at a festival to that. It was, that still excites me. I think that's kind of that, that reaction of that film at that festival was kind of keeps me going. Really? Yeah, it was a, yeah. It was, I remember going to the screening. I'd been hanging out with some, guys who were studying i just i'd already graduated from rca and they were at the rca at the time and we were like had a few beers throughout the day so when they're quite drunk and i was like oh, like the film would get like it probably won't go down that well and then yeah i'd never had a reaction like that what was the reaction to people like, laughing and yeah yeah just people cracking up everywhere and then like people, so many people chatting to me afterwards. Really, like, never had that ever before. That festival, yeah, it's super. Like, it's mm-hmm. really nice. It's a shame that you can't see people's reactions when they watch it online, yeah. really, isn't it? Because like everybody I've shown your work to has just like cracked up, really, and totally mm. loved it. I showed it to a friend of ours, Vida Vega. Um, is that one where it's just like a face moving slowly across? Yeah, the yeah, that's <laughs> that, that that. It was so many drawings. Yeah, I know. We were watching it and we were laughing and it, and it finished and she was like, wow, that's so brave. But it is actually pretty brave. And I think that like yeah. everything, just your whole sort of way that you're just carrying on putting quality work out there without really being being like rep commercially or anything, just going to do it completely off your own back is, well, is pretty brave. It, I, don't, I don't know what other people think, but I... I, when I was at college and stuff, I was the. I think the teachers were always concerned that I wasn't developing and I was just repeating myself. It doesn't seem of, like that at uh, all with your work. I, I'm right? glad that you you say that because I I've never thought that. I've always like uh, I don't know. Yeah, you you kind of I can't I can't really put 
words to it. Um, I've always just kind of felt right about what I'm doing, so I've always wanted to do it. Although, you know, a lot of people like to try lots of different things and lots of different medias and lots of... But, you know, you only live once, so you should just probably just do what you want to do. You should, so... Mm. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> what was your sort of um, ob- objective when you started to study animation and, and wanted to get into it? Sure. Uh, well, <laughs> the thing was, uh, when I was 19, I, I just, I kind of, I <laughs> just finished my A-levels, mm. sixth form. And I'd studied uh, business studies and IT. That's amazing, man. Um, and uh, the thing was, I was meant to do a double award in both of those. So it was meant to be like I'd come out with four A-levels. Right, right. But for, <laughs> for various reasons, uh, I didn't do very well at college. Yeah. And uh, I ended up getting dropped down both of those to one A-level. Right. And I got an E in both of them at the end. So I was like 19 in this... Ti- I, li- I come from a tiny town called Malvern in the West Midlands. And I didn't really know what to do. I was, and I was working at Argos, mm. essentially. And then my mum said, oh, right, there's this uh, life drawing class you can go to two mm. days a week. It's just mature students. So... And the, she, I don't think they accepted people below like twenty five or something. Right. But where did that come from? Is this because you was always active in drawing? Yeah, I no, I'd never drawn in my life before. What? That, really? really? Yeah, yeah. Like right. before nineteen, I'd never really drawn anything. Right. Had no interest in like doing stuff. Right. Um, Why did she? This, yeah, I, I I still don't really know. Um, I don't know how I'd, I'd need to ask my mum because my mind at the moment at, at the moment at the time was like all over the like, I was a bit, bit of a mess um, but she I don't I, yeah basically I don't know why she <laughs> mentioned it I, I'd have to ask her again is she into art and stuff? no oh, not oh. really <laughs> um, not particularly uh no, she loves like Strictly Come Dancing and yeah. stuff like that. Art, yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly, that sort of art. Yeah. Uh, but um, no, she... And then I went for an interview there. It was at the Malvern Hills Art College. And this uh, really nice lady, Caroline, like let me go on it, I think, because just wanted to help me out. Uh, and I did this, like, basically this one-year... Uh, life drawing and it was like also book binding and sculpture involved oh, okay. with all these old ladies basically okay. like my, my best friend was this lady called Rosemary and she was like 75 at the time like we'd always like go to the pub after and, yeah. yeah it was great um, That's amazing. but whilst I was there I was doing like you know like I went there I didn't know how to draw I didn't know what I was doing I was just like I was doing like Doing re- and I started to realise when I was doing live drawing, I really liked just drawing really quickly. And just being like, right, that kind of looks like a human. I just, uh, that, that, I'd rather do that. And then my teacher, Sandra, 
so do, do, like, have you ever thought about doing animation? Like, I was like, no, I've never really thought about it at all. And then I don't, I don't even know how I got round to applying to do animation, like at Newport. I, I don't, again, I was asked, I have to ask my mum. <laughs> I don't remember all these things because like, I, I, all I remember is like suddenly I was like, right, I want to do animation. All right, okay, here's a list of unis you can apply for. And Newport seemed the only one that really uh, had a filmmaker's course. Right. Like, like, you're the guy, like, you just make the films. Or the other courses seem more like you get into a team and, like, you do bits of this and bits of that. Um, But I kind of just wanted to make some stuff. So it was, like, filmmaking you were sort of interested in? Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, and then somehow I got into Newport, I think. I must have had a terrible portfolio. Um, but, and then, so when I got there, like, I don't, I, I hadn't even heard of, like, independent animation or anything. I didn't know what it was. So, I remember my, my, well, the person I shared the floor with, Ben Cady, he's also an animator. Um, he showed me, like, you know, the David Shrigley animation. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Don Hartsfell, yeah. and that was like my first experience of independent animation. I know that I never, I didn't know what the hell it was before. Um, what do you think about it? Yeah, yeah, like, it's just like, it's great. Like, I kind of want to do something like this. So we, you know, you did when you start uni, you do like character performance exercises and stuff. And I was kind of like just instead of like. I was just drawing straight ahead. Yeah. And so everything I was doing was kind of just like morphing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like the heads were just getting bigger and stuff. And my teacher saw, like, then you have to present all your character performance stuff. And then my teacher, Matt Gravel, said, showed me Jonathan Hodgson's Nightclub, which is like a, a really great film. And it was kind of, it's completely it's like straight ahead drawn thing. And I think that's when I realised what I kind of wanted to do. I just wanted to make things. I'd also, it's talking about Daniel Johnston, that first year of uni, I'd seen um, the documentary about him, uh, The Devil and Daniel Johnston, I think. And I think a lot of things I, I could relate to with him at the time. So it's like... Um, kind of a mixture of seeing all those sort of shorts and then kind of like Daniel Johnson sort of stuff going on. Were you into music and stuff yeah. before you were into drawing? Uh, well, I was in a, <laughs> I was in a really bad ska band. Really? Like a ska punk band. Uh, we, ha- we only had like a few band practices. What was it called? We were called Spandex Monkey. <laughs> um, <laughs> we were, yeah, we were terrible. Uh, we just... We used to, uh, <laughs> used to just go, go and get stoned, basically, and then, like, just watch Family Guy, it seemed. <laughs> <laughs> that isn't um, being in a ska band. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I thought, well, that's kind of like what happens. Uh, I play trombone as well. Uh, a lot, some of the, a lot, especially with the, my earlier films, a lot of the brass and stuff uh, is me. So I played a few brass instruments when I was young. Played French horn, the cornet, 
Do you do trombone. on fruit fruit? Is that you like making all the kind of crazy sounds on the? It sounds like a kind of trumpet or something. Uh, yeah, yeah. Some of them's uh, me. I can't. I'm trying to think what the sounds in fruit fruit are. It's like it's like loads of squat. It's mostly me doing stuff. Yeah. Ah oh, no. No, it isn't. Um, That's uh, there's a jazz song in it, isn't there? No. Uh, and it's it? like yeah, yeah. Uh, because, because at the RCA they've got this ginormous like copy free copyright free like sound library. Oh, okay. And was you at the RCA when you did that? No, but <laughs> I stole all of the sound library stuff. Oh, what you mean after the RCA? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, fruit fruit man, that was a weird time starting that. I I was a. Uh, I just finished RCA, and I was say I was on the dole and stuff, mm. and I was sharing a one-bedroom flat with my girlfriend at the time in West Kensington, so it's like a really strange area as well. It's quite nice, right? Uh, uh, it's quite near Olympia. Yeah, right next to Olympia. Right. Um, I I don't know. I found it a bit weird, but yeah, but the the one-bedroom flat we were in, it was it was it was. Tiny. It was the. It was basically a living room with a mezzanine. This is like much and like your studio now. It's just yeah, yeah. On the shelf. But I was living there with someone, and I was trying to make work. So every day I had to like tidy everything away, and Crumbs. I was just going insane in there. So, uh, so the start of fruit fruit. Probably the most insane bits are from that period. Right. Okay. And then. Um, yeah, and then I found the studio in the Bussy building and then finished it off there. Well, I was going to ask, like, about... I just want to know how you know that stuff's going to be funny and, like... Like, because I, I just can't get my head how you think like that. How do you start? Um, usually I just start by drawing something really rubbish. Like... <laughs> uh, like my last film, I just drew a face loads, like over and over again, like two hundred times. And I'm not, yeah, I'm not, I'm not even but joking. But have then, you got an inkling that's going to be just like? No, no, that's kind of just a way of just loosening up. And I'm like, right, uh, I'm just doing this for a bit. And then I'm like, oh, maybe I could just make it a little bit bigger. Like, okay, here we go. Make it a bit bigger. Like, actually, no, this whole thing's just terrible. Like, just get rid of it all. Like, okay, now I'm like, uh, now I know what I'm doing. And then I just start drawing something. But usually I have, like, a theme, not, well, not a theme, like, just something that kind of ties it all together. Yeah. Like, fruit, well, fruit, fruit, obviously, it's fruit. Um, and I don't, I'd never... You say when you asked me earlier about the, like, I think about the audience. Yeah. The humour side, I, I really, I know it's like people might say I'm lying, but I, I never even think about it. Really? Yeah, I just like do it and... So are you surprised when people laugh at it? Some, t- at some things, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, like massively. Like, when I, I most, Hogan, my film, I did this film, it was oh, like yeah, lots of that, Hulk Hogan's. Yeah. Um, Didn't Hulk Hogan see it or something? Yeah. <laughs> That's well, incredible. I hope he did. I twitted him saying, like, I'm your biggest Hulkamaniac. 
I, I, tweet, I tweeted, tweeted him loads of times before, like, I'm a, like, similar things. Uh, but this time, I was like, I'm your biggest Hulkamaniac. I made this animation about you. Like, oh, please watch it. And I thought, oh, he might retweet it. But then he just, like, private messaged me. And I, remember, I still got the that email in so, my Hotmail saying, Hulk Hogan has private messaged you. I was like, oh, sweet. It just says, you're too sweet, brother. And that's it. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> have, you so been, have you have you been following the whole Corker thing? Yeah, uh, it's just is like, it like tainted the a little bit? Not really. I still love it. I, the he thing is, I, I mostly love Hulk Hogan because of his films. Yeah, <laughs> I really yeah. love Mr. Nanny and Suburban Commando. Yeah, they're and, great. And he's sort of like hot dog like skin <laughs> color. Yeah, yeah. And he, he did like loads of adverts as well, which are really funny. Um, I heard you were. I heard that you were gonna almost did it about Rolf Harris. Yeah, you yeah, got I did. you got a nose. For yeah, yeah. That. I was <laughs> like, you know, if I threw fruit fruit, it was gonna be Rolf Harris and fruit. Oh wow! I don't know what. Like, it's a bit lame when I think about that. I'm so glad that didn't happen for various reasons. <laughs> but I was also me and Josh, who I share the studio with now. We were gonna try and get Rolf Harris to do a talk at the RCA. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Rolf. I, do, I, I used to love, like, listening to his music, and now I just can't. Does it make, but it's does, really sad. But, like, does it make it... A, it doesn't make the work bad. Well... I know, that's yeah, the that's thing. A big, that's a big question. This is the, the, uh, the thing, isn't it? I wonder what the Queen's done with her, like, portrait yeah, yeah, of her yeah. face. It's like Woody Allen, man. It's like, if he yeah. gets collared for that, it doesn't mean Manhattan's a bad film. Yeah, this yeah. is the thing. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we're going a bit yeah. s- slightly off topic. Yeah. You're still talking about getting Rolf Harris to do um, yeah. into a school. Yeah, but it, it never really, <laughs> never. It, I think it was just like a fantasy idea. I was really busy at the time as well, so yeah. I was like, uh, it's, a, "It's weird." We had the conversation straight after, <laughs> straight after David Hockney. David Hockney came in and did a talk. And I was like, they were like, we were like oh, that was amazing, it's amazing. And I was like, oh, we should get Rolf Harris in. And I was like, what? Uh, what? Why are we even talking about this now? <laughs> but, yeah, good, time, good times. <laughs> yeah. What was... Uh, but, uh, so, like, you could, you could obviously try and get rep by a studio or something. You must have been approached by people. No, not really. No. Uh, I have never been approached by a studio... And they've said, can we represent you or anything? Would you be into that if they did? It it just depends what sort of work they were going to throw at me. Um, I've got a feeling that I wouldn't enjoy it at Mm. all. I've got a lot of friends that did really good short films when they were at school and at the RCA and stuff and then they've just gone on to then make commercials and stuff for years and years now mm. and I don't know I don't want to really do that but have you ever worked on uh, anything commercial like that no 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 you did that Windsor and Newton Thing, no? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, Winsor Newton was great though. They they emailed me out of the blue, and said they they've got these new these new uh, pigment marker pens. It sounds like I'm just going to be advertising them now yeah, for yeah. the next few minutes. Um, 
But yeah, these new uh, marker pens that um, they, they were bringing out. And uh, they're like, oh, can we have a meeting and stuff? I was like, okay. So I went to this meeting. <laughs> uh, all right, well, we they, they'd they seen my work from somewhere. No, was it the, an agency or directly with... Uh, it was Newton? directly Winter and Newton. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah, it was great. And they were like, oh, we would like you to be an ambassador for these new pens. Wow, wicked. Like, along with like, these other artists. I was like, okay, yeah, it's great. Um, so they basically gave me all these pens and all this like, marker paper stuff. So I was like, oh, you know, it needs to be A3 and things. So they gave me all this A3 marker paper. And um, they just made this film. Uh, it's called London because it had to be about the city that you you live in. Yeah, so I like that film a lot. Yeah, it's oh, really great. nice. Yeah, I only saw it like uh, I think last week or something. It was so nice to work with pens. It, it came up really graphically, and mm. well, some of the bits did anyway. Um, and yeah, so yeah, they just, I just made this film for them, and uh, they had an exhibition in uh, New York and. Uh, in London and Paris promoting yeah. these pens. Did you get paid for it or was it just no, paid for pens? No, this is the thing. With a lot of stuff I get offered, I, I don't ever get paid. <laughs> um, they didn't pay uh, you anything for that? Uh, they just gave me the materials. Fucking hell. Yeah, uh, but, um, you know, I, in the end I was happy. Yeah, I, I, I was at a time when I hadn't got any short... I wasn't making anything, so... Yeah. I just finished doing the ABBA thing, I think. Mm. So, um, how long did it take you? Like a month, like a month and a half. And that's think, just in between working at the museum. Yeah, but the problem with that was because there was a deadline. So, like the two weeks, I couldn't work at the museum. So oh, I was really, money. yeah, I was getting right into my like trouble times. Yeah. Um, but I managed to survive. Uh, yeah. And then, in. are you now and like, could you just like call them up and be like, I need some pens, and they give them to you? I was kind of hoping that was what was going to happen. It's not a lifetime supply. Uh, no, it's not. Um, they haven't really contacted me since. <laughs> um, I went to the show in London, um, and uh, yeah, I just got really drunk. Hulk Hogan's like, got fifteen million dollars now. You should. Yeah, I know. I should like. Mate, yeah, I'm I'd sure like Windsor and Newton are worth more than that. <laughs> I know. That's that's what a lot. Of, basically, a lot of friends thought, of mine. Oh, it's a really tight and, budget. We we spend it all on our exhibition in Newton. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. That you go to the exhibition and you're like, oh, what? It's, it's like so much stuff. Yeah, and I didn't see a penny of it. Mm. Um, I'm not sure what the other people were offered, um, but you know, so in the end, it was actually a lot of drawings. So. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I don't know, sometimes stuff like that, like if it no, makes it, you hit a deadline, it's sort of worth it. And stuff. Yeah, no, I'm never using their materials again. No. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody fuming. Um, no, but the thing was, they were super nice. Uh, the people that uh, got in contact and stuff were really nice. And, uh, yeah, uh, I just... I just, I just wish I, one time that someone would offer me like a good amount of money. Mm. Yeah, you never should, man. been paid like because you've done idents for I've seen for like festivals and stuff. No, I've never never been paid. Like um, 
Never ever you've been paid to do animation. Like, I got paid... I did a thing for Anna Ginsberg recently. Um, it was... She did a documentary about uh, masturbation. And nice. I, I, I feel so sorry for her for what I did. <laughs> because... Basically, I think I did something. But the thing was, what I was, materials did uh, you use? I, I, I was animating like um, all the stuff, and then she emailed me uh, two days later and said, "Oh, we need it kind of needs it should be quite lip sync, Pete." And I was like, "Oh God!" Like I'd done all that abstract stuff, and then I was like, "I've n- never really done good lip sync in my yeah. life." So I was like, no, 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 I'm going I'm to give it a go. So I did like this little dope sheet and like, yeah, here we go. I got this like talking vagina, like talking about like, like how she fingers herself or something. And um, was it, it was, who, did they supply the audio? Uh, it was, it's, it was via, it's nice that I think. Oh, right. And Channel 4, I, th- I think it was Channel 4. I think it was like a combination of two people. Mm. Um, but basically, I, di- I did it and it was terrible. Like, nothing li- lip synced up at all. <laughs> and, and then I tried to stick to the colour pattern. So I had like these, these cocks like floating around it that were like yellow and blue <laughs> with like, fa- like smiley faces on the bands. <laughs> Which I thought were great. I need to see like, this, man. But she emailed back like, like Pete, they kind of look like STDs. Like, <laughs> I don't think we can use these. Oh, did they um, use it? I don't. I don't think she did. I think she must have edited them out or something. I, I haven't. To be honest, I haven't. I haven't seen the final thing because um, I felt so bad <laughs> about it. And I just, I kind of just emailed saying that oh, I'm really sorry, Anna, but I just don't have time to do anything. Here's what I've done, and and is this the only, this is the first time you got paid for something? <laughs> 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 it's one of the only times. It was only 150 pounds. Oh, so, Jesus Christ! Um, but no, she said way in advance. Like, I she has no money at all. So, and she was super nice. So. Um, I don't have any. I, it just made me realise like, oh, I should be careful what I because uh, I thought oh it's like a vagina documentary this would be fun. Like I had a so, sorry Anna but I, I just had such a terrible time doing it. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, never, never, never doing lip sync vaginas again. Um, yeah. Is that is that going to go up on the? The Vimeo. I don't. I just, it's in Annecy. It's in Annecy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because it wasn't just me. It was like a bunch of really good animators did stuff. Oh, right. So mine, mine will be the worst one out right, of all of them. Um, it's like, got the cocks edited out. I, I think she must have edited them out. I'd, I'd, I'd have to look again. Because the, the, uh, yeah. Are you uh, going to Annecy this year? No. No, the Annecy don't really like me. They never accept my films. Man, I d- but this year, I totally forgot to enter. I have to say, well, last year I went was years ago. It was 2010. Um, 
And the selection was really strange that year. It was like not great at all. But the thing is, like, there are sometimes good things. Oh, no, no. Obviously, it's like some amazing stuff. But um, it's it also quite a lot of bad stuff. There's stuff in it which is like, oh my God. Bad. Yeah. And even kind yeah, of like that's long what form I mean. stuff that gets in. It's like some really bad things. Yeah, not even just like, I'm not into yeah. experimental. But saying that, you bad, know, like, everyone. Trying to be the middle is like, you know, everyone has a different opinion, I guess. But like, what's bad and what's good? I don't know. What sort of animation do you like? What do you watch? Uh, I'm trying to think of things I've really liked recently. Do you watch TV shows or anything? No, I don't watch much TV. I've been watching a lot of Bob's Burgers. <laughs> My girlfriend oh, yeah. really likes it, so yeah. she watches it quite a lot. So I kind of like, you know, just end up watching it. And that's great. I really like it. Um, but no, I haven't really watched. I I still really like South Park in mm. terms of animation. Like, it's good. So on, I love it how it's so on topic and it's great. Um, but I don't actually watch that much animation. I don't actually watch much TV or anything at all. Do you just find that you work most nights when you get in? Uh, I do work. Yeah, I do work a lot at night. Um, yeah, and I read quite a lot, right? And yeah, I don't yeah, I don't actually watch a lot of stuff. If I watch anything, it's just with my girlfriend or like if my friends are watching a film, like yeah. and my housemates and stuff. But just like mainly Hulk Hogan films. Yeah, yeah, just mostly. Yeah, when I do watch films, it's. <laughs> um, I watched the Truman Show recently yeah. again, which is great, and uh, Lethal Weapon one. Yeah, that's yeah. So those are my two latest films, which I think. Oh, I'm, I watched um, Notting Hill, Notting Hill as well. Yeah, it's great. That's, I love that film. <laughs> Hulk Hogan's in, isn't he in Rocky Three? Yeah, he is. I remember because I watched it with a group of people when I was in Newport and we all got very excited about when stuff like Hulk Hogan appears in the film or something. Yeah. And I remember watching it and we didn't realise he was going to be in it. And we were all just like, just watching it casually. Like, quite excited what? that we were watching when? Rocky Three. When? How old were you? Uh, I was guess I was like 21. Or how, old are you, how old are you now? 28. Right, you never seen Rocky Three before that? No, no. Oh man, that's the best one. No, like, the best no one Rocky the Four. Best one. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, it's got like um, a big rush. Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, but like, yeah, one, three, and four, are like, yeah, and six are my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I watched Rocky Rocky Six. I uh, like at the cinema. Yeah. Um, Same here. With a, a guy that, um, I, well, he's like he, he's still a really good friend of mine, but he's like got. We were all quite drunk when we went, but then he started like getting quite. It's like like shouting whilst the boxing match was going on yeah. in the cinema. <laughs> it was like, yeah, hit him, hit him. <laughs> And it's like quite embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, but that's like that's what's good about Rocky films. And like, yeah. did he feel like did he give you a little like few digs afterwards, like <laughs> a little, little shadow boxing <laughs> session afterwards? But yeah, Rocky Four though, that's the creme de la creme. But 
Hulk Hogan is in Rocky Three. Yeah. And I remember being very excited when I saw him. Yeah. Because like, <gasps> he is Hulk Hogan in it, isn't he? I don't I don't know if he is. I think he's some like random dude. Oh right. He's got like little white pants on. He doesn't he hasn't got the yellow guys on. <laughs> uh, he's got some white white whiteies on. Did you watch a lot of wrestling when you were younger? Yeah, I absolutely loved wrestling. Like so much. Mankind was my favourite wrestler. Yeah. Mick Foley, well, Mick Foley in general. Have you read his book, Mick Foley? I've, I, th- weird thing, I, I haven't, but I do have it at my parents' house. But I, I kind of want to, the, the, like you've just mentioned it, I hadn't even thought about reading that. I remember I my parents giving me it when I was a teenager. Well, not even before teenager, I was like 11 or something. Um, and yeah, I don't never really thought about reading it, but yeah, that sounds great. I was gonna say, like, one I was gonna ask a couple questions actually. Is there one like, are you, are you well followed online? Um, do you have like a Twitter and Instagram? I do have a stuff? Twitter, and I recent for Winter and Newton, they forced me to get an Instagram. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, because I had to promote the pens. Because they were paying you so well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> had to hashtag everything. Like, oh they did email God. me several times, like, you have to make an Instagram. You have to make an Instagram. Yeah, so... You, have you still got the Instagram? Yeah, I again? still have the Instagram now. I just, like, put videos of me making things or... Like, how, how many followers do you have? I don't, I don't even know on Instagram. Do you have a vague sense that you're well-followed? No. <laughs> I, don't like, think, I, I don't think, think I'm particularly well-followed. Because the thing is, man, like there's, there's, like, there's things like Patreon that you could sign up to and, like... Cause What's that? Patreon? It's, it's a Patreon, right? Patreon. Patreon, sorry. <laughs> Patreon. I'm getting it wrong. Uh, you can't sign up to Patreon because it doesn't exist, but Patreon, right. you can. <laughs> and um, uh, Maybe that's not how it's pronounced. Oh, right. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, right. um, but, like, you, you know, the people who follow you could essentially, like, help you make the work because basically it's a system where you, it, people sign up to you, yeah. like, with their bank accounts, and then every time you put out something, it sort of deducts, like, Think money from like your that. account. Yeah, yeah. So, like, you say, like, oh, every time I make a film... I'd like $2. Yeah. And so that when you put out a film, it will take $2 from their account. Wow. Really? And like Comic Book Artists are using it and stuff at the moment to kind of produce work. And it's just like a system of people paying for content they want to see directly to to the artist. Right. I'd I'd never heard about this mystery before. There's a bunch of things like that. Yeah. But you hate computers, so. Yeah, I'm really bad. But you've got a nice little iPad. Yeah, I do have an iPad. Yeah. So I should be able to do some tech stuff on it. Mm. Like Patron. Whatever <laughs> it is. Patron. <Yeah. laughs> no, I, 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 there's loads of little things that I should. I know I'm really bad. I, I should like try and. But do you think if you started doing that stuff, you'd, it wouldn't be fun anymore? Or? Um, I, I, I'm a little bit worried that I might get a bit too focused on it, maybe. Mm. But. Because I, I don't know. They, I know you I you just, do see a lot of people starting to get obsessed with followers. Yeah, and that converts, like when followers converts directly to money, then suddenly that becomes a thing that you can really kind of justify spending a lot of time thinking about, and then maybe you're not thinking about making stuff. Anymore. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. 
Yeah, I mean, it's a good point. It, it, I suppose you'd have to try it and see how it affected your work, I guess. But I think with what's cool about that one is that there seems to be like no like obligation to make anything or to give anyone money yeah. unless something's being produced. So wait, so you could just be like, oh, I'm thinking of doing this. Was it like Kickstarter as well, I guess? Yeah, that's the thing. Because I know, uh, do you know Becky and Joe mm. who do Don't Hug Me, yeah. I'm Scared? Yeah, because they do big Kickstarter for the, is it four episodes? Four, yeah. four, five episodes of Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared. And that was, it was amazing that they got it. Mm. I was really like, that's amazing. Like, you know, these people just doing what they want and, you know, people are willing to pay that much money for it. Mm. Um but, you know, I, I, don't, I don't think I have that much of a following to get something substantial when anyway. When this podcast comes out, mate. Yeah, yeah, I'd be <laughs> drowning in money. Like, buy museum. Uh, Hello, rich times. I, I, I'd, I'd love to see you succeed in that way. Because I think you're, from just our conversation, it sounds like you're not terribly interested in pursuing the com- like making money commercially from the work you want to pre- just do stuff that you want to do and there's people who want to see you do stuff that you want to do so it seems like a if you could find a way of just going directly to the yeah. consumer like yeah I think this last weekend I gone I, I just went away with my girlfriend and uh, it was like with her whole like family basically like mm. her extended family which I, I'd never met before and mm-hmm. it's like well it's all these people and uh, you know a lot of people there are asking me oh what do you do and you know it's so hard to answer mm. then, and obviously like, you know I make short animated films um and like, oh, but what, who are your clients? Who do you make it for? Who, like, like all these questions. But it does make you think, like, you know, what, yeah, what am I going to do? Like, how, is, can I just keep doing this? I don't, yeah, so. Is, it, is, is that something you just don't think about? Though? It's something that I really don't think about until that happens. Right. <laughs> And then I'm like... Stay away from people's families, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Stay away from people's No, they're, they're all lovely. But, um, like, I, it did make me think, like, you know, I can't just work at the museum and make my own short films forever. I kind Why of not? To... It's working. <laughs> it's, kind of, it's kind of working. Um, but, you know, I, I'm barely paying my rents. And, you know, I kind of need to start thinking about... I do, you know, I do, I do like some teaching sometimes, but yeah. Um, so yeah, so you, have you got like specific future plans? No, uh, this is the thing. Now I'm like, I've been thinking about it loads since the the family weekend. Man, you need to do a feature film. I'd love to do a feature film. Really? Yeah. I'd fucking love to do a feature <laughs> film by you, man. I was talking to Nob- my friend in Japan, he Nobiaki Doi, and uh, he was saying about my last film, Unhappy Happy, and he's saying, oh, it would be great. Like, you must make this into a feature. If he saw the film, 
that into a future. Would it's, be, it's not online? No, I, I, I'm going to put online soon, no, because yeah. it's a sort of film that won't work online, that's the problem, it's right. like, you kind of need an audience. Have, um, have you... Um, have you thought about like Vimeo on demand and those kind of things? Yeah, I've seen Don Hartsfeld did um, a Vimeo on demand for his shot. Um, but you see, I, I don't really know. I don't. Cause you've had a few things like staff pick and stuff. I've, I've only had one staff pick in my. Oh, right. What was that? The. Bugo Dobigodongo. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know how that, that got staff picked out of everything, but it did. I think Fruit Fruit deserved the staff pick. Right? Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't know what Vimeo people think of my stuff either. Um, I, don't, I don't even know how staff picks works. No, I don't uh, think anybody really. Is does. there like a manager of the staff picks? There's like a yeah, I think it's like a team of curators. Yeah. Oh, I just want to see you do more stuff. Yeah. Still making the. I'm making at the moment. Uh, I'm doing a short about the alphabet, and. It, I kind of want to be like a conversation of me trying to work out how words of ma- are made with letters. And so it's going to be me having a conversation with myself with stuff about the alphabet ha- happening. Wicked. Um, so I'm still making things. But um, yeah, I'm starting to think like how I'm going to sustain myself. A bit better. Yeah. Um, with all the... Because like Sam mentioned earlier, like you've made like 30 films or something like that, and they're all on paper. Yeah. Well, like, do you keep it all? Do you have to bin it? Or? Yeah, yeah, so this is... A, at the moment, most of it's under my bed Fuck in really? in my flat, which is a nightmare. Well, out, yeah. of every, all, out of every project you've done? No, most of it's in my parents... Like, most of my early projects are in my parents' flat. Flat? My parents' house. In the attic. Just, like, there. Um, like, if anyone asks, like, I always just give them a frame. Like, if they pick out a frame... You could sell them, man. Uh, not... Uh, maybe. Man, I'd buy a... <laughs> fruit if I had, like, you a... Could, or ex- you could wait for, like... 25 years when your stuff is worth <laughs> when, not, when I'm dead <laughs> don't do a Lowry man uh, what yeah I'd love a uh, I'd definitely buy a fruit fruit frame yeah you, you can yeah, have one, have well. one. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah I don't... you know something we've been talking about recently as well is like you know, people make films and then they just throw it up online. Or something. Yeah, the, this is like a massive thing, isn't it? Yeah. Like, we're generally animators, well, yeah, animators in general just, you know, so much work goes behind something and then it just gets put online. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm not, do you know the animator Caleb Wood? Yeah. You know, like, he, I've never known, well, he, I think he's an amazing animator he makes so many great films and then it makes you really sad that you know he's not you know he should be like a well-known artist to me but you know he's just because he just makes the stuff and puts it online so easy to consume and watch that you know do you think it's because it's free i don't know maybe yeah i think the internet's really great for a lot of things but the with things like that it's made it a lot more easy like to digest 
I think the internet basically, as much as I love it, it does tell you. I mean, everything's people rip download films and music, yeah. and it is sort of seen as a place to go and get things for free. And so people do put things on for free, and it's wicked. I mean, we've made a whole following off the back of it, and you have. Yeah, yeah that's like, the thing. So that's it, the, it like, isn't a negative I, thing, but yeah, that's the, the other side. It's like you know, I put my films online, and yeah, you know, so many. That's where most people have seen it. Yeah. It's online. Mm. Um, but we were, again, like this director, Vida Vega, I was talking to the other day, a friend of ours who was yeah. looking at your stuff. Um, she was talking about Yellow Submarine. And I think you can pretty much watch Yellow Submarine online for free somewhere, mm. usually Daily Motion. Yeah. So yeah. it has like the film kind of has no value, but then you can, we were talking about buying frames for the film and like the actual value of each one of those frames, yeah. you know. That's never going to change. No, no, true, true. true. It's only going to go up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look at Dave Shrigley you brought him up earlier. He's considered like a fine artist, that guy. Yeah, yeah. Which you is know, like, he's, makes me so happy. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I reckon yeah, yeah. that's great. But he's cracked the kind of model is that he yeah. takes his stuff seriously, put on exhibitions, you know, like, I, I, I mean, I don't know how much a Dave Shrigley drawing costs. I'm sure oh, it's it'd like be, It'd loads. be so much money now. Yeah. yeah. And um, I think you kind of need to tell people that this has value. And I'm sure, like, yeah. your work, if it was framed beautifully, would just, it would look like expensive, like, quality stuff. I mean, because it, it is, but you sort of have to, you must I have think, to kind of tell people that. Yeah, that's a, another thing. It's because, you know, because animation, you know, you know it's, low, it's so many drawings. But you know yeah. that, but a lot of people don't yeah, really that, understand that. Yeah, that's the other that, thing. Also. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. We're, like, turning into, like, your parents or something. No, no, <laughs> yeah, but, exactly. no, but, no but, exhibition. No, but <laughs> you should have you, paid more attention to the business stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you sound, you're just, uh, everyone that speaks to me says the same things. It's about the frame. I, man, yeah. I just don't think it's about that. I just don't think it's about like, when you see people who are making like amazing stuff consistently and they're like in a groove, it's not necessarily about that person suddenly becoming like a business guy. I'm not. I'm not making it to make money. I think that would change the, the reason d- why you were making it. It's almost like I don't know. You need to pair up with somebody who's not going to screw you over, who's going to handle that side of things or something. But don't yeah. you think it'd be sad if you stopped producing it because you couldn't? find a way to sustain that yeah the, which is some I think that would be a tragedy like the last few months it's like something I've really thought about quite a lot it's like you know I'm near like coming towards 30 and you're like right I kind of need to like try and work out what I'm going to like how I'm going to do this because mm. yeah I can't as I said I can't yeah I can't just work out a museum three days a week <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like Sam said, like it's is it, for as long as it works for you. Is if it worked forever, yeah. then that's a good thing. But it's yeah. like, it would, it would. I genuinely would hate to like hear in a couple of years that like, oh yeah, no, I haven't done anything because I've got to, whatever to go full time at a museum or like do yeah. another job or whatever. Well, you, you I heard that there's like a and few, even, and even even be. The tragedy being if you started working in the industry, a lot of people like yeah. full-time animators and directors and they don't produce their own stuff off yeah. the back of it. You know, I can, like I that, can, That's a sad thing as well. I'm thinking about, like, I'm thinking about Jonathan Hodgson. He made a lot of great films. Mm. And um, I remember he did a talk at the RCA and he basically, basically said that, you know, I had to 
work full time in commercials because yeah. you know, he had to he had a family mm. and uh, you know he has to get paid and it just makes me really sad to yeah, think definitely. you know I kind of those that early those early films he did that he won't probably make again mm. um, I hope he hope he does yeah um, yeah, and I'm sure there's lots of cases like that of people. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I hope that, but I hope I find like something, some way of doing it. Mm. I feel like if you stick with this stuff for long enough, I feel I do. I right? do feel like the last, the this year particularly, things are starting to change quite a lot. You know, getting asked quite a lot to go to festivals and be part of juries and things and you know the uh, I feel very humble to be asked to do these things you know because mm-hmm. I, I am you know I, I've never really won awards and things and you know, to be asked it's to amazing. do these things is very nice so mm. how how important do you think festivals are I think for me that I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing at all uh, I've Loved going to festivals, loved meeting the people, seeing, talking to people about your films and like that, just like just talking, talking to people face to face rather than the internet. Yeah. It's like a, it's actually a massive thing. Um, I've managed to, the last few years, I've just managed to travel around the world completely just from making these silly little short animations does anybody else who works at the museum do similar uh lots of people do like arty stuff but no one does doesn't do like you know short animations and travels to festivals and things um does it feel like quite weird to go back and yeah it feels really strange like uh, i it's it's like I went to America recently and I did all those workshops and you know you're part of the jury and you know it seems like a lot of people know your work they know who you are all these people that you you've never met before you kind of met them online and and then you know you get you have this like week of just talking about work and I ah oh, this is no this is what I do. Mm. Mm. This is all I do. It's just make these short animations, and I, I just teach people. It's great. And then, you know, you have the hard reality when you come back, and then I'm stood in like the central hall of the Natural History Museum, <laughs> like someone coming up to us, coming up to me, just going toilets. <laughs> <laughs> and like, All right, yeah, they're just like left hand side of the stairs, and like, you know, it's. Uh, it it's definitely keeps you grounded, for sure. <laughs> um, what days do you work at the Natural History Museum? I usually work Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, but if I'm really poor, I ask for extra hours. Or would you appreciate it if listeners to this podcast <laughs> came and said hello yeah. to you? Yeah, ask, well, and ask for the toilet. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Uh, there's been a few times some of my friends have turned up and I've been like, oh, hey. Uh, a bit embarrassed in a way <laughs> I shouldn't be embarrassed it's a great place to work yeah. so much worse jobs so. yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, everyone who works there is so nice mm. like, I wouldn't have stayed there otherwise but, um, 
But it does, like, it is like a reality check. Like, when you go to these festivals and, like, that's, like, you're, like, kind of everyone knows your work and everyone knows you. And then suddenly you're like, oh, right, no, I'm just visitor assistant Peter. It's like, um, <laughs> sort of like the Batman of animation. <laughs> <laughs> like a a really, really unsly version of it. <laughs> Should we wrap it up? Yeah. yeah. Dude, man, that was like yeah. so good. It was really yeah? interesting. really appreciated you coming in. It's been really funny. Not just rambling stories. No, it's perfect. That's the name of our podcast. Thanks, everyone. Uh, <laughs> everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, you too. Yeah, big thanks to Peter Millard for that amazing interview. I'm really glad that you guys uh, sat through it and listened to it. I <laughs> uh, hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed recording it. Um, also, big thanks to Alex Widdison for his advice on editing the podcast. Uh, big thanks to Max Taylor for doing all the show notes, which uh, you should be able to find on the SoundCloud. Also, massive, massive thanks to Boxer Toys Audio, who did the amazing theme tune uh, for us and, and sat through all our fucking various reviews <laughs> reviews of it. Um, yeah, if you enjoyed the episode or didn't enjoy the episode, come find us on Twitter, on Facebook, Instagram, whatever, and let us know what your thoughts are. We'd love to hear from yeah, you. Yeah, start and a fight. Yeah. Yeah, so we're at the Line Studio or at Peg Bar and Grill on Twitter uh, with Line Animation on Facebook. Uh, yeah, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Uh, thanks very much. Yeah, thanks for your time.